Evolutionary.org presents Evolutionary Hardcore Podcast with your co-hosts, Steve from the American Underground and Mobster from the UK Iron Den. Get ready for the most hardcore and underground info in the industry. And here we go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6... Evolution Network Hardcore 2.0, episode 38. Today it's going to be a fun one. We've got three injectables, Bulker, your pharmacy. So we're going to talk about our favorite three injectables that we're going to do. We're going to talk about three separate that you could do. We're going to talk about three that we like to do together. And we're going to also discuss the blends that your pharmacies have to offer as well. So really going to kind of take this. This is the one to listen to. If you like using injectable steroids, and um, this is going to be the one that you're going to basically love because we're going to really get into it on this one. It's going to be a really fun podcast. So this is the one to pay attention to. So let's get right to it, mobster. You know, when it comes to your pharmacies, they are a really solid source. I like them a lot. I like their gear. They're very fast uh, shipping. They have very good quality gear. Their labels are always on point. They have great information on how they test their gear. They always have different sales going on and all kinds of stuff. So they're very affordable. They're very fast. They have great customer service. And their gear is spot on. Like when you order from them, you know you're getting good quality gear and you know you're getting it dosed properly. And that's very, very important when you're using anabolic steroids. Look, the bottom line is a lot of the steroids going around right now are going to be bathtub toilet gear. That means that somebody is making them at home. They're manufacturing them. These are, you know, I want to kind of sound like the stereotype people, but they're kind of unsavory people, if you know what I mean. They're the guys, you know, with the, the neck tattoos and arm sleeves and stuff. And they got the piercings in their noses and they don't wash their hands ever. And they're disgusting. And they rent out these trailers in the middle of nowhere in rural America. And they brew up their gear with zero training. They've got no education. They've got no background. The only thing they know how to do is brew recreational drugs like meth you know so they'll do that for a little while get busted a couple times then they'll be right back on the street and of course they're not going to go work a real job they're going to just brew a bunch of gear in the trailer and that's the steroids that you're seeing going around in gyms being sold by personal trainers being sold by some bro in the gym and listen at the end of the day that type of gear you buy that you don't know what you're putting in your body. I mean, there's stories, and Mobster can talk about this as well, of people finding hair in their steroids, people finding dirt in their steroids, people finding all kinds of weird things in their steroids. I mean, it was insane, some of the stories that we've heard. And you're going to inject this crap into your body. There's glass, even. There's been people that have injected glass because it's been in the gear. So this is really a dangerous situation. You want to make sure you're using Europharmacy's gear, which is made in an actual lab and an actual medical facility by educated people who know what they're doing when it comes to making these products. So it's very important that you do that. And uh, yeah, I'll bring in Mobster to talk a little bit more about it. I, I the stories for companies that have been and gone, Steve, and the stuff that used to happen back in the day would make some of our listeners' hair curl. Let me give you an example. Funny enough, I'm thinking of uh, the cannabis industry. And when it became a uh, licensed and legitimate industry, they actually went, and there's actually a video you can find this online, they actually went to colleges and universities, found a class of people that literally just graduated and said, would you come and work for us for $100,000 a year? They started to treat their industry like a business and they employed people straight out of college and university with degrees in horticulture rather than the the, the, the weed heads and whatever that previously had been growing. So this is how the industry works. If you're a big company, if you're a class player, 
like your pharmacies, they are getting graduates, they are getting chemists to come to work for them. Steve and I could talk about, and I'll just give you a couple of examples. A recent uh, Lad Bible video that I mentioned on another podcast just the other day was of a fellow wearing a balaclava with his voice modified while he's being interviewed. You've got the Lad Bible reporter standing in it, and they are making steroids in that fellow's kitchen. Now he's using uh, a filter, but it's still in his kitchen. It's, it's just... It's not a lab. It's not a production facility. It's the guy's kitchen. And he's giving out some numbers. One of the things that kind of makes us chuckle a little tiny bit, but we also kind of wonder, um, and this is, it's a newbie thing, Steve, as you know. And the reason why we do this podcast is to educate newbies in how we want you to, uh, what we think you should be doing. Not, not, we're not going to break your arm and this is the way it's got to be done. But the amount of guys that come on said, oh, my local source has only got X or Y. You go, well, why are you using a source that's only got literally a couple of steroids? And they're trying to persuade you that what they've got is perfect for everything. Why don't you go to an approved source like Europharmacies that literally has everything you could possibly need? Bacaracetic water. The, can both liquid and pill versions or injectable and pill versions of some steroids, different amounts of dosages of the, the standards available. Then the certificates of analysis. And then, like Steve says, literally, you, one of the things that when Steve was talking earlier on, I was thinking they have some of the best, and I include myself, but they have some of the best reps I've come across. One particular fellow, I'm not going to name on this podcast, is a standout rep. Steve knows who I mean. And if there's ever any problems, which is incredibly once a month, once every two months, you might get someone who's got an issue. This guy is in there resolving it, sorting it. He's posting. He puts up articles himself. He's probably one of the drivers for their sales. So he's probably one of the best. I know that he actually works in the construction industry, but he is on fucking point. He's 100 miles an hour. That is exactly the kind of person you want representing your business who's going to come in and talk about the, the great way that they can help. The customer service is amazing. Now, something they've just added, and Steve just reminded me, and I actually got to make a point. I made a point of noting this before we started this podcast. Now, you can buy these things online, Steve, but I have yet to see any other of our approved sources even stocking this. They've started to bring in, just literally last month, 15 mil vials with products at the right for most people optimal dosages they give you the option of different ones in the 10 mil steve but for example and i've just got one here in front of me uh they do a deca which is 200 milligrams per mil in a 15 mil vial now guys go online and check out the price of this product but what difference is this going to make it makes zero difference to your gains but it just means you're paying a great price for a properly dosed product that you you and literally you've got the equivalent of a month and a half supply in one vial, not a month, but a month and a half. I'm just thinking of the, the typical dosing that me and Steve would recommend, and that's one of the industry first. So they've got stuff like that. They recently, for example, Steve completely restructured their website. They're asking right now. I think they're actually offering something. If you come up with a great suggestion, they are asking customers right now how to improve the website. This is exactly the kind of company that we want to work with. Exactly the kind of reason why they're an approved source. They want customer feedback to improve their website, to improve their product display, the information that's put out there, everything. That's exactly. If you've got your head in the sand and you don't give a fuck, if you're the kind of person that Steve was referring to earlier on, do you think that guy gives a shit? If he, about the quality, I, I, I can think of Steve when we said this before. Hair, as he says, poor, poor quality, cheap made rubber bungs for the stopper, which disintegrate as you're pushing the, the syringe through. So you end up with bits of rubber in there because it's a low grade quality, it's not medical grade quality. Like they've got peel off labels, so, so it's a double thing. When you take off the top label, you've got a lot of information printed underneath. That is a massive investment just for a company to do that, and so on and so forth. And then finally, as a recommendation, Steve, you and I, and I know this for a fact for myself personally, I've I've used other labs. I've talked about using other labs, but my go-to lab on a regular basis is Europharmacies. If I'm using any product, including the Cialis and Viagra, on a regular basis when I'm not on cycle, nine times out of 10, Steve, I'm using Europharmacies. I like their approach. I like how they do business. 
for me, that's the reason why they're an approved source. And as I said, they're literally asking right now for information from you, the listener, you, the customer, to how to improve their software business because they want to grow. They want to be the go-to source for that reason. And they're literally getting you to assist them with that particular journey. So that's an amazing way of thinking about how to get this stuff done, Steve. Let's talk about, about to say the, the actual thing itself, um, bulking and what that means. What do you think it means, Steve? Let's start with you. Uh, well, but buddy, I think it means just getting bigger, you know, and and we all want to be bigger, you know, we want to have more muscles, right? And a lot of us, we use steroids for that reason. And then you have people who want to cut down. They want to get leaner. That would be cutting. So in this example, this, in this podcast, we're going to talk about bulking. You know, so to me, Monster Buddy, I think it means getting bigger. I don't know. You know, but um, uh, <laughs> but seriously, yeah. If you want to build more muscle, you got to get big, baby. So if you're a skinny guy, you've been skinny your whole life and you're like, shit, let's get, let's get a bulk going. Let's get an injectable bulk going. I don't want to take orals. Um, oral steroids, they strain your liver a little more. So injectables are the way to go. And if you want to do long-term success, then injectable bulking is the way to go. You can do a 12-week, 14-week, 15-week cycle. 16 weeks is really, really pushing it. I don't like longer cycles, but we're going to kind of get into that. On the next segment, we actually go over the steroids. But in my mind, look, um, you know, you you just want to get bigger. You want to get bigger. You want to get stronger. You want to, I'd say this, mobster, you want to look like you lift even when you have a sweater on or a shirt on, okay? You don't have to walk around in a wife beater and uh, to show off your muscles. You look big as it is. And you look really big in your shoulders. You look big in your legs, you know, and people know that. And people will say, wow, you know, this guy's a big motherfucker. That's what bulking means to me. How about you? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm i going to agree. And I'll tell you what I think it is, guys. Right? And I've, I said this on another show recently. So the Instagram influencer uh, culture means you kind of have to be ripped and in shape all the time. And literally some of those people make money when they're in shape and they make less money when they're not. Now that's great if you live in a super warm environment and you're training in the gym, et cetera, et cetera. But the rest of us, we have summertime and winter time, the cooler and the warmer months. And I've discussed how uh, nature literally deliberately insulates you with a layer of fat in the winter time to keep your organs safe and the traditional version of bulking versus the lean bulk which we'll touch upon was that you 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 were ripped in a even if you didn't compete you were lean uh, and ripped in uh, in the summertime versus in the winter time when you have to just because of nature cover up and it was a great opportunity to eat a little bit more which is always fun and to get strong and add pounds of muscle tissue. And then in the, the trick in the summertime, Steve, was always to retain as much of that new lean muscle tissue as you possibly could, while at the same time stripping away that superfluous fat and showing your abs, showing your serratus, letting people see if you had a split bicep, and so on and so forth. So that was the nature versus whatever culture that we've got now. Simply put, guys, and this is the fun part, Bulking is getting as big and as motherfucking strong as possible and not worrying if you can get your head around it, not worrying if you lose a line of your abs. And here's the thing as well. I'm kind of like down a little bit on the guys that are constantly trying to stay ripped because it's if you are sub 10%, Steve, all year, it's kind of difficult to grow the way that you want to. You almost need to be a little bit soft. A little bit, you know, 12, 14, 15%. You almost want to get up around that level because it's kind of more anabolic. A little bit of soft tissue, a little bit of water, a little bit of fat, actually, in my opinion, allows you to build more. And that means add more. It's keeping that more, keeping the superfluous, keeping the new muscle. That's the trick. So but here's the thing as well. Once you get your head around it, guys, once you say, you know what, I'm actually comfortable 
in the winter time. I've got my double hoodie on. I've got an extra layer on. No one's going to see my abs. That's when you can go in the gym, loosen up that form a little tiny bit, just a little bit, guys. Don't get sloppy. And really pound the big exercises, which we'll get into later on. And the opportunity here today with these injectables is to get, uh, honestly, just as an example, one of the stacks that I'm going to talk about, I would add on that cycle, especially back in the day, Steve, I would put on probably a little bit of water in there, probably a little bit of fat, but I would go from 280 to 300. I would have put on 20 pounds. If you don't think I got motherfucking strong in that cycle, where the fuck have you been? So trust me, there's a, it, it, it's almost fun, Steve. Get as big as a house, have your traps popping, swelling out your sweatshirt, and just being, as they say in this day and age, full as fuck, full of carbs, and then just being able to go down and gym, bench press a ton, I think as a, a Cadillac, as Steve might say, and squat, you know, a Peterfield or whatever, and just drop the reps down a little bit. And then come the spring, come the summertime, that's, and we've cut, just covered this on other podcasts, chisel that fat off, get into shape and show people that new five or 10 pounds of muscle that you'd added during the winter time. So get big, get strong, bulk up. We're going to talk today about how we would run various kind of injectables that we would choose from the Europharmacy's product line and how we would get that. And as I said, we're going to touch upon on the nutrition a little bit and training a little bit if we have time, but specifically what it's like and, and it'll be our personal choice of the free injectables and the way that we put them together, whether individually or together as a stack, Steve. Back to you. All right, so let's get into it, buddy. Um, so, yeah, we're going to play around a little bit, and we're going to kind of go over some of the best bulking steroids that we like from Europharmacies. And Mobster, you know, we talked about this on the pre-show, and we kind of went back and forth on the sightiness and um, – you know, Mobster decided on doing Sustanon, Deca, and Anadrol, injectable Anadrol. And what's interesting is not many brands out there even have injectable Anadrol, but Europharmacies does. And you can get their 10 milliliter vial of Anadrol, 50 milligram a milliliter, and go ahead and inject it instead of taking the tablets of Anadrol. And that's really cool that they have that available. So that's the one Mobster is going to start us out with. And then I'm going to talk about my favorite three injectable steroid bulker. But I wanted to give Mobster the first crack at doing his Sussanon, Deca, and Anadrol 50 uh, stack. Right. So I've discussed this on other podcasts. And I said, look, you know, we've actually done this in shows, Steve, where we said, you can cut on anything and you can bulk on anything, but it's about optimizing a cut or optimizing a bulk. So there's a lot of diet manipulation and training manipulation that comes into play when you're talking about any of these things. Uh, we could talk about bulking on Winstrol, Steve, uh, easily. And we say, listen, if your diet's great, if you're fasting, if your cardio's on point, et cetera, et cetera, is it the best way to do it? No, there's other options. So what do I talk about? Sustain deck all the time. It's absolutely my favorite bulking stack. And Anadrol as an addition is only because of the third choice. So Anadrol for, and I'll just say what I've said on other shows. I know, I've not had this personal experience myself, which is why Sustan Deck is my personal favorite. But I know for a fact, talking to people that have used Anadrol in the past, for some users, they blow up like motherfuckers. I'm in a proper bulk state. Lots of water retention, full of carbs, absolute amazing transformations and in fact sometimes the only issue is that they get so big so quick it becomes uncomfortable and they've had to sort of come off because they couldn't handle the fact they put on 20 pounds now i've said sustain decker for me i put on 20 pounds in eight weeks now, i wasn't in any great rush to add extra tissue at the end so i've actually sort of eased back off of this now as an example they do a sus 250 milligram steve and uh, they've actually got also slightly complicated for you guys, if you are listening. They do a test blend, which is also sus, because it's exactly the same as this, et cetera, et cetera, and also 250. It's the same product. It's a slightly different name. The Anadrol comes in at 50 milligrams. So how would I run this? I've run different versions, and I'll show you two ways that I would run this. I would run the Anadrol 50 milligrams a day, or the equivalent. Now, if that's, if that's as an oral or as an injectable, I'm not keen on pinning 
every single day. So I might actually stretch that out on this particular thing. The Sustanadeka, what works for me, and I'm just going to give you guys an insight in that particular way, is every fourth day. And if we're looking at 250 milligrams, 200 milligrams, approximate for both of those products, then a quite simple, and I actually did this recently, Steve, with, uh, I added a Debo and then an Anavar. The total input over the week was, I think, just over 1,100 milligrams. Back in the day when I was just using Sustendecker on their own, without Anadrol, without anything else added, I was looking, and again, there's an injectable Debo on the website. I was I was looking at just, and I think it was just that short of 700, 800 milligrams a week. I always get the numbers confused as to whether it was 675 or 765. So we're going to say just under 800. And for me, I blew up. Now, you've got to remember that at a particular time, I was absolutely killing it. I was competing on a regular basis. I was able to live the lifestyle. I had the dream in the warehouse across the road from my house. So I was able, everything was optimized for me to get big and strong. And I blew up. So, guys, that's a real, real straightforward, very simple thing. If I was to go a little bit more hardcore, Steve, I'd probably push it up. And I have done, because I did this recently, to the 1,100 milligrams that I mentioned before. Now, here's the thing as well. When you're doing a bulk, and if you are killing it in the gym, as we're going to talk about later on, DECA is great for making you feel good when you're doing that kind of stuff. You still have to keep a hand on how your joints feel, but they will feel better on DECA. Very quick side thing here, Steve, because we've touched on this in other shows. Does not heal your joints. If you're going into this injured, and DECA makes you feel good, so you're able to throw on even heavier weights. You're actually probably ruining your joints. It makes you feel good. There's some science to support increased collagen synthesis, but it's not at a level that's going to save your joints if you're pounding the fuck out of it. So Steve likes to say this. I'll say it as well. Good form over sloppy form. But you will feel better on deck. Sus for me, with that mixture of vegetables, Steve, I think you and I have talked about this and other shows as well where we say that both Sust and Decker, and again, Anadrol, it's a bit more quick acting, Sust and Decker kind of build up in your system. So there's an argument to be made, and I think Steve covered this in other shows, where we say it's like two weeks, three weeks, before you start to feel the full benefits of these particular cycles. I've just finished, as you know, Steve, and my body weight's just today, and it's been two weeks tomorrow, just today my body weight's starting to come back down into sensible levels from where it was last week, which was eight, nine days after the cycle had finished, I was still very, very close to what I'd been before. So it's just now easing out of my system. So keep that in mind. How would I run this for lengths of time? I'm, I I prefer shorter cycles, Steve, but it's a bulk and winter's coming. So I may be pushing out to 12 weeks, especially for more experienced listeners and users. For those of you that might be new to it, you won't necessarily know how putting on 15 or 20 pounds on a cycle like this, which is possible. You won't know how that feels. And it can feel uncomfortable, guys. So eight weeks. That's only until you've got experience knowing how it feels, knowing how you perform, knowing how you respond. There's always, always, and it doesn't matter what stack we discuss, an individual response. But I like to think that when we do these shows, we're giving you information and the response and a suggestion of how a typical listener would respond. I'm thinking, God, Steve, because I'm quite a tall and heavy to begin with, even back in the day. If our average listener is 170 pounds, I think on a lower dose, straightforward, sus, decker, and anadrol cycle, I can see most of our listeners putting on 10, 12, perhaps 14 pounds on cycle and looking to retain six to eight pounds off cycle. Make sure you manipulate the diet and training for that one, guys. That would be absolutely an amazing gain for any cycle, for any combination that you're talking about. Anadrol is just another tip against Steve, I think, uh, and especially if you are pinning this daily. Before the workout, Steve, if you've, I, I'm not necessarily one for saying, oh, you know, I like to take X or Y before I go to the gym as a quote-unquote pre-workout, but in this set of circumstances, because you're using it, you might as well get some benefit from it. So the Anadrol for me would be early enough in the day, even if I train in the morning, that I see some benefit of an additional boost in the gym. And then, of course, it's going to support the Sustin Decker. The Sustin Decker, a little bit, as we've already discussed, slower acting. So you, you're not necessarily going to get the, the, the pre-workout boost that the Anadrol might give you, but you're certainly going to see gains over the long term. I think this combination, Steve, 
as I said, in my if I added Anadrol and I responded better to Anadrol, I, I don't know what to, <laughs> I don't want to know how big I could have got recently on the cycle that I've just finished. Steve, I can just imagine uh, for for whatever reason. I would prefer D, but when again, there's an injectable version of Ranajol. I just didn't respond to it. But some of you listeners might respond better than I do. If you do, and I'm talking about people that I know that have, oh, my God, I, I think I'll hit 340, Steve, as opposed to the 336 I got up to. What do you think on this stack from your opinion? And then give us some thoughts and suggestions on your own. Yeah, and, you know, Andrew, I've used it a couple times. Um, I think maybe two or three times. I love it. Uh, if you want the bulk... I mean, just the hard bulk, it's great. Uh, I had a friend recently use it, and he's a um, you know tall, tall guy for American standards, probably not for British standards, but he was tall, like six foot one. I think I'd say he's about 185 pounds, really, really lean in shape. He got on Anadrol, just Anadrol, 50 milligrams a day for like four or five weeks, and he you know, filled up really nicely. He got up into the 190s. He looked noticeably bigger. And his hardness was there and his vascularity was there. So I like it. Anadrol is a really unique steroid. Um, it's a DHT derivative. It doesn't aromatize into estrogen, but it does bind to estrogen receptors. So it's very, very interesting steroid. And the fact that your pharmacies offers an injectable is really, really cool. You can really uh, go ahead and, and use it, you know, solo, or you can use it in a stack. But yeah. Slustin and Andeka Mobster is is a, is no joke for sure. Um, that is a hell of a bulker, and you'll get some in, amazing appetite increases. So yeah, it, it'll bulk you. If you run Slustin on Deca and Nanadrol and you can't bulk on it, then something's wrong. You know, you're not training, you're not eating. Something is wrong there. Your genetics are really really bad. It's just it's just it's not even plausible. So you'll get some really good results from it. So my three, and I'm going to kind of rip one off of uh, from your uh, stack, uh, Mobster, and it's going to be DECA. And, you know, again, I'm using DECA here really for, for some, you know, these are the reasons I'm going to use DECA. Number one, appetite. It increases appetite like you wouldn't believe. And you got to remember DECA being an androlone, it is a testosterone derivative with an atom change. So they, they, they changed one of the atoms to reduce its ability to convert to estrogen, to aromatize into estrogen is the correct scientific term, but also it reduces androgenic activity, but it still has all the properties of testosterone. In fact, if you get blood work while you're on DECA, you'll notice your testosterone levels actually rise. And uh, that's because it is a testosterone derivative and, and, and the blood work isn't going to be able to really tell that uh, it isn't actually testosterone. So it's going to detect it as testosterone as it should. Um, now, you're not going to get the water retention on DECA like you would on testosterone. So if you run 500 milligrams of DECA versus 500 milligrams of testosterone or 500 milligrams of sustenon, which is a blend of testosterone as Mobster went over, then you're not going to get the same water retention. So that can be good and that can be bad, just depending on what you're looking for. Like some of you might want to be like, you know, screw that. I want to get water retention. I just want to move the scale up. You know, in that case, then you're missing out on it, not including uh, testosterone in this stack. But I'm doing something a little different because in this stack, it's going to be much less aromatization. So instead of using test with the DECA, I'm going to use trend with a DECA. So trend actually affects your appetite differently. And with trend, it's so fucking anabolic in the body. It actually it's like a sponge in your muscles. That it like it nutrient partitions your muscles so much that you'll be craving carbs. If you don't get enough carbs during the day on trend, and you're deep into trend you're very likely to wake up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat. And people call that uh, trend, trend night sweats from, from trend. And what that actually is, is your body adjusting its temperature 
because the trend is doing so much stuff in the body where your body thinks it's got some type of infection. Like maybe you have the flu or something where your body's temperature starts rising. So you break out in a sweat. But another reason why you'll get night sweats on trend is because of that nutrient partitioning effect. So if you're not getting enough carbs during the day, what's going to end up happening is you'll kind of go into hypo. One of the side effects of going hypo is breaking out in sweats. So you'll start shaking and you'll start shivering and be like, what's wrong with me? It's a combination of your body, you know, kind of um, adjusting itself during the night. And a lot of people, they end up with transomnia, they call it. And but that's actually uh, can be mitigated and helped by literally spreading out your carbs. So a lot of people, they've done different tricks over the years. I've heard from veterans. Some of them will, will keep like a, some apple juice next to their bed. So they'll before bed, they'll fucking drink half a cup of apple juice before bed. Other people, they'll do other types of strategies. They'll get those, um, <clears throat> they'll get like those um, homemade waffles or homemade pancake frozen. And they'll keep them frozen. You can either make it on your own or you can buy them like in the package of the frozen food section. Make sure you get the high quality ones. And what you can do is keep those in the freezer. And if you get that situation in the middle of the night where you're shaking, you got the shakes. Oh, my God, I'm, I'm going hypo, whatever. You can just pop a couple of those in the microwave, warm them up, throw some raw honey in them and eat that. And you'll feel better along with some juice. And that will that will help you for sure. So. Those are a couple options. If you overdo your, your uh, cardio, you can experience that as well. But the reason I'm bringing that up is not to scare you away from using trend, but it's just to make the point that trend is so damn good when it comes to nutrient partitioning. And it's so effective at boosting insulin resistance in the body, which obviously isn't a good thing long term. But in the short term, it makes a really, really good bulker. That's why trend is used in veterinary medicine today to... Uh, beef up the cattle before the slaughter. Obviously, the farmer wants to make more money. So if he can beef up that cattle a little bit, he would set, be able to sell it for more money. And, and that's good for him. So Trent is absolutely a great bulker. Anyone who tells you otherwise is a fool. And I just kind of explain why. It's in, you know, it forces you to eat. Because if you don't eat, your side effects are going to get worse. So that in itself makes it a good bulker. And stacking it with that does an amazing stack. And one of the reasons I wanted to bring that up on this podcast too is a lot of people will say, uh, oh my God, you shouldn't use Trend and Deca together. And then I want to know why. Why, why, why not use them both together? And if I ask these people that question, they have no explanation for why. So maybe if you disagree with me, guys, post in the comment section below and give me a legitimate reason on why. You know, you shouldn't use Trine and Deca. And don't just say, oh, because you're dick or something like that. You know, give me a scientific reason why that people shouldn't stack Trine and Deca together. Because, look, they make an awesome stack and plenty of people have stacked them and have, a, have had amazing success. You're talking about a mild, uh, <clears throat> slightly anabolic compound, doesn't have any type of androgenic activity Um very little androgenic activity has some, but very little androgenic activity versus testosterone, which is its derivative of, and it doesn't aromatize into estrogen very much. We're talking about a fourth or a fifth as much as testosterone. So why wouldn't you stack it with trend? But the same people, oddly enough, will say, oh, Steve, you should stack tests with trend instead. Well, now testosterone is more androgenic. It's more anabolic. And it's aromatizes heavily into estrogen. So you're going to get more side effects when you stack it with trend, right? So when you get more side effects, it's going to make it harder to bulk. You're going to bulk up more water weight, but you're not actually going to bulk up good quality weight when you do testosterone with trend. But when you do DECA with trend, it's a really good yin and yang effect of a mild anabolic versus a very strong androgenic compounds such as trend which has a lot more side effects so you guys should reduce your side effects by stacking deca with trend the third steroid i'm adding to this um and the third injectable from euro pharmacies is their equipoise and you know equipoise is a great underrated little steroid that people don't appreciate enough and euro pharmacies they have a great bold unknown uh you uh esther 
And it's 250 milligrams a milliliter. Good thing about this one is you only have to inject this sucker once a week. So you can do two cc's of the equipoise once a week. It's got a long ass ester attached to it. So it's going to be, you can inject it twice a week if you want. You can split it up, do 250 twice a week. That's fine. In this example, I would do the DECA 400 milligrams. I would do the trend 250 and I would do the equipoise 500. Now you're going to have really, really good results on this. Your appetite's going to be strong. You're going to want to spread your carbs out throughout the day. This isn't the cycle to fast. This isn't the cycle to time-restricted eating. I recommend that you're eating, you know, constantly. Uh, I'm not going to say constantly, but you get in at, you know, a solid three to four meals a day with good complex carbohydrates. And we're going to get into diet and training um, in the last segment. So I'm going to get more specific as to which carbs um, are the ones that you're going to want to mess with. But I really have a lot of respect for this stack, the DECA trend and equipoise injectable stack. If you want to do it, it's, it's a, it's a big boy stack for sure. Mobster. It's a big boy stack, but the way I'm structuring it and the way I'm telling you to use it, you can manage your side effects. If you follow what we're telling you on here, um, if you don't follow what we're telling you and you want to be stubborn and you want to start throwing clan in there and you start throwing in all these other harsh things, super drill or halo or something else in there, or even testosterone, now you're going to get a mess of side effects that you're not asking for. So the way I structured it, I think really is going to keep your side effects under control versus what it would normally do. And you're running what, Mobster? You're doing 500 equipoise. 400 of DECA and 250 of trend. That's freaking over a thousand milligrams a week. That's over a gram a week of, of, of steroids here. So this is a big boy bulker right here, baby. This is a big boy bulker. If you're sitting here and you're a skinny guy and you want to bulk up and you have some experience with steroids, go for it. You know, bulk up, baby. That's what we're doing this podcast for to bulk you up. Go ahead, Mobson. I'm just thinking, and I, I just said this on a show the other day, Steve, I actually added muscle on a cut, and part of the cut stack included trend. So there you go, guys. It, the idea that it's not this or it's not that, and that's exactly what it's used for in the animal feed industry, in, 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 in husbandry, is just like, okay, so that's definitely going to work. You can also, as Steve said, for the big boy stack, you can actually lower the dosages a tiny bit, just under a gram, literally just a little bit, here and there, getting it down just under a gram. And that would be if you really do struggle, as Steve said, with the side effects. Something I want to touch upon here, Stephen, there's two things, really. One, and, and it's more psychological as it is physical. I touched on it a little bit earlier. If you're a tiny bit dysmorphic, if you are, if your identity of how you feel when you go to the gym, et cetera, et cetera, is tied up with how lean you are, for some of you, you might struggle when you bulk. And this is what I've sometimes seen. They they literally get five or six pounds on in a week. That's an amazing result, weren't they? Might even just be three or four pounds in a week, Steve. And then the next week, it's a couple of pounds. And this is they're having a fantastic cycle. You and I are looking at the numbers. We're looking at a log and line. And we're saying, guy, you are having a great result. But what some, some people freak out. They, uh, just because of how different they look you want it to bulk you want it to get bigger and then they freak out the moment it starts to happen you almost have to deal with that so i want to make sure when you listen to this podcast what the expectations of how you're going to be those of you that respond well to peds and specifically to the bulking sector we suggested need a few of you will need to get your head around the simple fact that you are going to get bigger now let me also address, because I've suffered from this. Um, when I've put on 20 pounds in eight weeks, 20 pounds is kind of uncomfortable. So be prepared, specifically when Steve mentioned the trend earlier on, can have an impact on your cardio, can have an impact on your conditioning. So make sure you are prepared for the simple fact that adding as much as 20 pounds on a cycle will feel physically difficult. Go back to you for a second there, Steve. Yeah, and, you know, um, Mobster's going to talk about the blends, the three injectable blends that they have to offer. He, he talked about Sustanon, which is a blend of four testosterone esters. But let me just touch on as well, 
um, the Europharmacy's options that they have uh, when it comes yeah. to Trend. So they've got Trend Acetate, 100 milligram a milliliter in a 10 milliliter vial. They have the Trend Enanthate, 200 milligram a milliliter, 10 milliliter vial. I talked about what they have when it comes to Equipoise. They've got 250 milligram milliliter um, Boldenone. Now with DECA, they have an interesting one. Usually DECA comes in 200 milligram milliliter. What with Europharmacies, what they did is really cool is they increased it to 250 milligram a milliliter for the Nandrolone Decadate. Now, if you want to use a shorter version of Nandrolone, you can use their Nandrolone phenylpropane as well. But the long ester Nandrolone Decadate, DECA is 250 milligrams a milliliter. So that's really cool. So you can actually do one cc of that a week and you get 250 milligrams versus having to do two cc's a week to get 400 milligrams. Or you could do like 1.5 cc's a week. So it cuts down on your the amount that you're injecting. So that's pretty cool. If you want to do the nanol and phenylpropionate, it's 100 milligram milliliter only. So that one you'd want to inject two or three times. You'd want to inject that every other day or every three days with the nanol because it's a shorter ester. So you'd have to inject more often and more itself. So, you know, those are the options they have with, with the cycle. So they, it's, it's cool. It's cool what they have. And then if you want to go, you know, with their testosterone, the main testosterone uh, from Mobster stack, you have the testosterone sipinate 200 milligrams a milliliter, and you have a testosterone NFA 250 milligrams a milliliter. And then, of course, you discuss the sustenance that they have, which is 250 milligrams a milliliter. So Mobster, touch on that and talk about the blends, the three steroid injectable blends. Yeah, it's slightly confusing, Stephen. I've just checked. I've just checked, but let me let me clarify this. So you've got a blend three fifty, a blend four hundred, and a blend four fifty. Now the four fifty is the one I looked at first, and that is, and again, I'm not a huge fan of the higher dose per milliliter, but we're talking about a combination here. And this is actually this particular product would probably be a good choice for my strongman buddies back in the day. And I've talked about how they loved testing Amphay. And so, for example, for them, they would see a strength increase. And then, of course, you've got that quote-unquote on-cycle uh, easing off via the DECA. So it is a testing lamp 250 with DECA at 200 milligrams. The the test the blend 400, Steve, and let me just double-check on this while we're talking, guys, is a uh, testosterone enamphate on boulder on undeclinate, and that's in it, uh, ratios of, 200 milligrams for the testosterone and amphate and the bold one undeclinate is 200 milligrams. So that's a great option again. I, I like the fact, Steve, here, where I click on the last one, that you have these options. We've given you our personal choices and then you've got other choices you can make. And like I said, my strongman buddies would absolutely love the testosterone and amphate-based product. Let me give you the last one here. This is the 350, Steve, which is... Uh, testosterone in amphate, 200 milligrams, and a trembolone in amphate, 150 milligrams. Steve's got one there. What was the option you just put up on the screen for me, Steve? Yeah. So they actually have not just a 250 milligram milliliter sustenance, but they have a 500 milligram, milligram a milliliter sustenance. So that's really cool. So can you imagine? Like, so with that one, you could just pin that once uh, every three weeks you, you get to really put, put it once a month even if you were doing like trt I, I, I love it steve i mean like i said i'm not a fan of the higher dosage stuff but how many options are they giving you the listener the customer the potential customer for you to run this stack to, to run any cycle exactly how you want it they're not making you buy one product and you've got to double up they are literally saying We've done all the work for you. If you like high-dose products, we've got high-dose products. If you want a high-dose blend, we've got a high-dose blend. We've got it as it comes on its own, as individual, and then we've got it as a blend. We've done all the work for you. Worst-case scenario, Steve, is you have to go and buy some carrier oil just to soften it up. And literally, you, the next cycle, you can tweak it to how you want it. You can run it 1,100, 1,200 milligrams, so, which is a great stack for a, a lot of experienced users, or you can go under a thousand milligrams if you want more newer to the game. And then you've got all these options. The blend, I mean, honestly, Steve, the number of blends that they've got, and as Steve said, with other in combination with other products or singularly, dosage, various dosages, they've done all the possible. If you've got something specific in mind, they've probably got it blended ready for you. If you said, oh, I've run this and this together, 
and you go down and find they've actually got a blend that's got exactly what you want together in the dosages that you've run. And like Steve said, you get to the point where you're doing one pin a week, one pin every 10 days because they've got those combinations for you. I think that's amazing, Steve. Again, I know how I like to run my own stacks. I know how I'm going to respond, but that's me as an individual. You, the listener, especially those of you that run stacks before, have these options. And Europharmacist has done all the work for you, Steve. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the good thing about Europharmacies is they, like you said, they cater to the customer. They listen to the customer. The customer wants options, you know, and they and they provide it. There's all kinds of different. So you can literally go on their website and check out all the different things that EP has to offer. It's 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 a really really cool, um, you know, different different options for you. But look, the bottom line is when it comes to these, it, it you know, bulking is bulking, you know, and these analog steroids, they work great at bulking. Really, uh, I'll, I'll take it back to you, Mobster, but, you know, look, they do several things. Number one, they they bind to sex hormone binding globulin. So that's going to, that's that's like the barrier preventing your, and, and it, it's a survival, it's a survival hormone that, you know, it, it's helping you survive. It's helping you not get so big that you croak from having a stroke, like so many guys who suffer from bigorexia have right so that's what the, the the really the reason in my mind shbg is there well when you use anabolic steroids they break that barrier down they prevent you to go above and beyond where you would normally be able to go in terms of strength and size so with bulking obviously anabolic steroids work incredibly well they also boost protein synthesis and we're going to get into diet and training in a second but especially, obviously, this has to do with diet. So I'm not going to say the bro science that, oh, I can eat 150 grams of protein a day and using anabolic steroids is going to make those 150 grams of protein work better in the body. <laughs> it's bro science. But if you look at it in the big picture, it's true. You can get more out of your diet, but don't use that as an excuse to eat like shit. Like some people do. They're like, oh, I ate McDonald's every day and I ripped up because I was using anabolic steroids, eh, not the right strategy, you know, and we're going to, we're going to kind of, like I said, we're going to move into the next segment shortly, but that kind of mentality is wrong because you're just making your body sick, you know? So I'll bring it back to mobster. Um, go ahead, mobster. Yeah. Look, I, I prefer the K I S S keep it simple, stupid approach. So uh, some of you guys, and we, we've touched on this on other shows, might struggle with your appetite. If you struggle with your appetite, you're going to want to use a stack that increases your appetite. You need to be psychologically and physically comfortable with the fact you're going to get big. Now, we used to have what was called dirty bulks, and it was basically an excuse, Steve, to eat anything that wasn't moving, put it in your mouth and get as big as a house. The reality of that situation, which is fun, it's fun to eat cake. It's fun to eat crap. It's fun to eat ice cream. Hell, I do it. But if it comes to cutting, we want lean muscle tissue on her bones. So what we recommend is what we call a lean bolt, which basically means you are going to be eating more, but you're still just going to be eating more of the good stuff, the healthy stuff. So, for example, when Steve said it earlier on, if you have the classic three square meals a day, I want you to have four square meals a day. doesn't have to be a massive amount of additional food. 500 to 1,000 additional calories a day. 500 is probably where I'd have it, right, Steve, because you will add one to two pounds of muscle a week. If you do eight weeks, that's arguably between eight to 16 pounds of tissue. Then that might be some water, some muscle, but that is a huge gain. It Things like... Small increments doesn't have to be crazy. If you're used to, as Steve said, 150 grams of protein a day, and I say, right, you need to eat 300, sometimes the first two weeks you're just getting used to the simple fact that you're doubled up on some of the numbers, and that can be a fucker to deal with, Steve. So, again, 100 additional grams of protein a day is a lot easier to get your heads around. So the diet thing, I've also touched on this the other day. Again, if you struggle with appetite, eat Nutrient-dense foods. What do I mean by that? Literally, learn to read labels, pick up foods, pick up ingredients, 
and Steve touches on this, so we want organic local foods. We want proper meats. Now, that could be beef, chicken. It could be tuna. It could be salmon or whatever else. But we want good, healthy sources, eggs, especially locally of sourced organic eggs, and so on and so forth. As an example, real easy meal, relatively high in protein, Steve, eight or nine eggs scrambled. A little bit of milk, a little bit of cream if you go that way. And just put something in there for flavor and just have that almost as a snack meal over and above what else you eat. Don't the, the guys, the biggest problem I think sometimes, and Steve and I touched on another show when we said about both of us, bizarre as it might sound when I talk about what I weigh now, both of us come from an almost ectomorphic background, which means it's taken us a very long time, the length of time that we've been training, to get our structure to change slowly to build up to the size and strength that we've managed to achieve over the periods of time that we've been training. That will still apply to some of you listeners. So literally, for example, the first week or two of any stack or cycle might be how you feel on the stack, but also just getting used to eating more food. As a now and again thing, when you go out with your buddies on a Saturday night, it's great, but I'm asking you to do it every single day. So that can be something to get past. And so nutrient densities, high quality fats, proteins, carbohydrates, in a relatively small amount of food. It might be, I'll give you an example of something uh, that was recommended me back in the day, Steve, and this was supposed to be the last meal you'd have at night. And it was literally because it would break down very slowly overnight, but it was over and above what you would normally intake. And it was a four-ounce piece of steak. That's quite a small. And three or four boiled eggs. It's not a huge amount of food. It's just like on a small plate. But it's something over and above what you're taking. And again, lean bulk versus dirty bulk. Training, I'm going to touch on that as well. And I'll get Steve to come in with some, some dietary suggestions as well. So here's the thing. When you are ripped, when you are lean, those show muscles pop. That's the head of the tricep, that capped little bit of the delt, the fact that you can see tines is lean. So there's the shape of the muscle appears because it's not softened by body fat and water and so and so forth. So you're more likely to work those show muscles. You're more likely to do the things that make your physique pop. And that includes obviously having as close to a six pack as you possibly can. You know, on a bulk, and especially if you train in the wintertime like we're talk, talking about because we're getting to the cooler parts of the year now, bulk is compounds. That's the big multi-joint exercise so it's bench press and heavy rows it's squatting it's leg pressing it's deadlifts it's pressing above your head as well as off your chest it's heavy cheek curls versus concentration curls it's dips instead of kickbacks it's the heavy heavy stuff it's an excuse to work the meat of the muscle the actual you know the you're not trying to isolate the head of your tricep. You're just working right in the middle of all three heads, right down near the bone. For biceps, you're looking to get that. You're not looking for a peak. You're looking for sheer arm size. Guys, if you're lucky enough to have an amazing peaked bicep and when you flex your arm, it's 18. Off-season, bulking, I want you 19. Some of that little body fat and water in the things dissipating that peak, but the sheer shirt arm Sleeve filler is what you're looking for here. Thick forearms, thick upper arms, thick chest. Walking around, you feel like you bump into things and they're going to fall over. You know, you can run into a wall, it's going to bounce out of the way. That kind of stuff. That's how you should feel. And you're doing the big-ass compound exercises. Numbers, and I've suggested this in another podcast again. Now, this might take time to get to, guys, but I want you to sort of have these kind of big numbers in the back of your mind. So you're looking at some point at a 500-pound squat, at some point, 300 pounds or better on the bench press. You're looking again at some point a 400 pound, and these are all for reps, by the way, deadlift. Pressing overhead, anything between 115, 200 pounds gets you right up there. Now, again, it might take you a little while to get to. It might take multiple cycles. Don't expect to be doing this from day one unless you're an absolute fucking freak. It might take three, four years to get there. But if you can't bulk on a 200 pound press or a 300 plus pound bench for reps, or 400 squat, or 500 deadlift, or vice versa, 500 squat, or 400 deadlift. If you're not big, thick, solid looking, especially on the stacks that we've talked about and with the nutrition that we've hinted at, then I probably have to come down and force feed you with a kitchen plunger, Steve. Give the, give the listeners some tips and ideas on how you'd run the nutrition and train inside yourself as well before we finish off for the day. Yeah, what I was saying earlier, especially with Trent, because it's such a great nutrition partitioner, 
carbs are not your enemy, right? Um, some of the leanest people in the world who live the longest in the world, majority of their diet is carbs. But it's not the carbs that we're used to in North America. It's not cake and cookies and ice cream and all these garbage carbs. It's good quality carbs, natural carbs. The vegetables, you know, especially sweet potato. Sweet potato, there's so many different ways you can make sweet potato. It's it, They're delicious cooking them. Brown rice. Get a rice cooker. You can make brown rice. Take 70 minutes in a, in, a, in a rice cooker to make delicious brown rice. Fruit. I don't know why people think fruit's bad for you, especially if you're running trend. Fruit is going to be the best thing for you on trend because it's hydrating. It's got electrolytes. Okay. It's got tons of fiber. So it's going to be good for your gut as well. So these are really, really good options. You know, you can do bananas. Good quality apples. Obviously, organic is the way to go. As Mobster said, you don't want to get apples and bananas that are full of pesticides and berries full of pesticide. Okay, um, and and it, it absorbs into the fruit it, just because it's a banana. You think, oh, what does it matter if I get organic banana or regular banana? It matters because it's getting sucked into the fruit. The, the 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 roots are sucking in those chemicals, and it's going into the plant. It's going into the fruit. It's going onto the fruit and absorbing into the skin of the fruit. So it's very important you go, you get organic, locally sourced fruit as much as you can. All right. Um, at the end of the day, you know, these are very good. Now, beans and peas and lentils, these are excellent sources of carbs and, and very, very healthy for the body. But if you're unable to digest them, as many people are, you have two options. You can either get a, a digestive enzyme to help you digest them, or B, you, you're just going to have to avoid them. But in no, uh, look, absolutely not. I had a girl one time, we went to the gym together. I think it was like our third or fourth date. She took me to her gym. Afterwards, she's like, I'm going to make you a great protein meal. And I was like, okay, let's do it. So she made me beans and the, I ate the beans. It was delicious. But guess where I spent the rest of the night, mobster, on her toilet. <laughs> and it was extremely embarrassing because oh, I made a mess <laughs> in there. And she must oh, have been man. sitting on her couch wondering, what the fuck is this guy doing in the bathroom, you know, <laughs> this whole time? So look, at the end of the day, I can't digest beans and peas as much yeah, as they're- I can't do spicy. Listen, listeners, let me throw some last couple of tips in for you. Work with what you know works for you. There's a tip, Steve, given what you just said. I can't do spicy food. Uh, Englishmen are supposed to be famous for going down to curry houses and asking for the... I can't do the moldy stuff. I can just about do masala. There's no point eating stuff that you know, like Steve said, it's going to end up putting you in the shitter. So work with foods. I keep it real simple again, Steve. And something that occurred to me, right, I don't know what you call it in America. We've got a large potato, what we call a jacket potato. So literally... That's with the uh, skin steel on, and you, you can wrap them in foil and do them in the oven. You can zap them in the microwave if you cut them open. Tuna and mayo. That would be a real simple additional meal, jacket potato. With baked beans, I think Steve said, there's the baked beans I can handle. I wouldn't necessarily handle the rest. But something like baked beans and cheese and a jacket potato would make a very simple, high-carb, relatively high-protein meal. Super easy. It's literally on a small plate again, Steve. You're looking at about, I think, 400 calories total if you dose it out right. And that is a real simple, straightforward thing. Work with what you can work with. Don't use this as an excuse to go out and eat jelly and ice cream and scoop Reese's peanut cups into your mouth like it's going out of fashion. That's a dirty bulk. You're just going to have to chisel that fat off, make it absolutely worse. Don't be afraid to keep some cardio and conditioning in there. So this is other helpful ideas, et cetera, et cetera. It's also going to speed your metabolism up or keep it sped up. And that's especially true when you're using Steve's suggestion, because trend can fuck your cardio. And like I said, get your head round the simple idea. Some of the listeners, not all of our listeners, some of you can absolutely love bulking, trust me. But a few of you will struggle psychologically with the idea of getting big as a house. And it can be kind of uncomfortable. I've been there. It is uncomfortable. When you're well over 300 pounds, I am even now. Cardio is shit. It needs to be better. You need to be comfortable with this. It typically takes me three months to get used to new gains in body weight back in the day. It might take you that length of time on this side. But equally, guys, it's an opportunity for you to grow. It's an opportunity for you to get stronger and add underneath the water and the fat that you might add as well, 
more muscle tissue. And in the spring, in the summer, when you're chiseling away that body fat, when you're dropping your water, there should be another quarter of an inch here. There should be another half inch there. It's an opportunity for you to grow, working with nature, and not having to deny yourself certain particular foods. But like I said, I would literally just add food that I can already handle. If I can't handle beans like Steve, I would put something else in there that I can handle just as, a, as an extra meal. And trust me on this one, the little bit of carbs, like Steve said, are your friends. They're going to give you that energy to tear shit up down the gym, which we absolutely love and want to look forward to. Get your head around it. Grow. Use Europharmacy's products. You've got no excuses. Please note, we are not doctors and opinions are ours. It's our view based on our experience and views on the topic. Our podcasts are for informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the first amendment.